0: You are listening to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast, bite-sized episodes from one coach to another to help you create and scale your business with simplicity. No hustle required. If you had more followers on social media and a bigger email list, would your business perform better? If there's one thing I can tell you right now, it's going to be that this is a huge story you're telling yourself. Yes, numbers are important, but if you're letting that be the reason for not having enough students and clients in your world, you are missing out. On this episode, I'm talking to Rose Radford all about how she helps clients double and even triple their revenue in six months or less with a small following. You are going to love this episode. So many gems. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Rose, thank you so much for being on the Booker Dream Clients podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to have you on because I think this topic is something that is going to hang out in the back of your minds until you get this figured out. How to book clients, even if you have a small audience. We have a lot of coaches who listen to this podcast and one of the concerns is and always will be how much is enough, right? You're never going to be happy with your numbers until you get over this this thing that you decided is holding you back, right? I can't launch because I don't have the numbers. I can't promote my coaching business because I don't have the numbers. We make up so many stories in our head. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. But before we dig into that, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I'm really excited to dive into this topic today with you. So I, my name is Rose Radford. As we already know, I am a business strategist. I am also a multi-six-figure coach now. And I started my business about four years ago. I used to be a strategy consultant at McKinsey, where I used to help CEOs and senior leadership solve their most difficult business problem of the time. And I took what I learned there and entered the online space and started applying a lot of that methodology into the online space. And that allowed me then to support hundreds of female entrepreneurs since now in growing their businesses and really building a business that is designed for more freedom, like genuine lifestyle freedom. I've ended up working just three days a week. And I know that you are also a really big fan of that too, Lindsay, to be able to have that flexibility and genuine freedom in your business. Um, The thing that I am most well-known for right now is being the evergreen queen where I specifically help a lot of coaches to ditch the launch roller coaster, ditch relying on exhausting launches to grow their business and sell their group coaching programs and instead teach them how to evergreen them so they can sign one to three new clients a week into a very scalable group coaching program. And it's so, so nice to see that happen when clients implement the processes that I teach because then they come to me after usually between four and six months into the program, they basically say, Rose, I feel like I should be doing more work than this. And actually what <laughs> they need to go do is get a hobby outside of their business because they've made it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That sounds so familiar because you always think you need to be pushing the vehicle, right? You're always mm-hmm. got to think of new things to do. And then when it starts to feel easy, you think you're doing something wrong and you need to do something more and then you try something else. And it, we do have choices and I do understand that you got to go find a hobby because mm-hmm. you think you need to be pushing so much because you hear those voices out there who are always launching and doing all these strategies that don't apply to your lifestyle. And Mm -hmm. you guys know that I have my three kids, we homeschool, I don't have time to take a whole two weeks and do this huge launch. I've never done that. That's never been my thing. And I could see in the back end how exhausting that is for creators and coaches out there. So why did you decide that you wanted to have a more evergreen business as opposed to that launch lifestyle first?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I had done about nine launches at the beginning of my business. It's not like I hadn't done the launch thing, because I definitely gave it Mm -hmm. a shot. Challenge launch, live masterclass launch, all all the things really. Mm -hmm. And I also had started developing a group coaching program that I was selling on Evergreen. So I had a lot going on, different offers flying over different places, different launches, different evergreen models and funnels and everything. And I got to the end of, it would have been 2020, and I reflected on what had worked and what hadn't worked in the previous year or two. When had the business felt the most easy to run, most spacious, most simple? When had it also been the most abundant with clients and money coming in? And I realized that all the time in which I had spent mainly predominantly selling on evergreen was that time in which it felt the easiest, simplest and was also the most abundant. And the times in which I was launching, I was the most exhausted, cost gone up because we were maybe spending more on ads or more on team, extra VA support, just to get the launch out there and working. And I took a step back, having got all this information in the last couple of years, of testing and learning and realized that if I just doubled down on evergreening my two group coaching programs at the time, I would have been hundreds of thousands of dollars ahead of where I was at the time. And that was a real like eye opener for me. And it's one of those things where it's so easy to get sucked back into the idea of, oh, I just need to launch next month and I'll bring in some extra cash. Or like, I feel like evergreen is taking too long for me to begin to see results. I need to put some extra um, launch effort in. And actually that's not the case at all. A bit of patience and a bit of systemization is really powerful. And that's one of the other things I love about being evergreen is that you can systemize the crap out of everything (laughs) because you're doing Mm -hmm. the same thing or the business is doing the same thing every day and every week to grow audience, make sales, do client delivery rather than stopping and starting and the team then having to learn something new every couple of months. It's actually a very different and more spacious way of doing business. So because my core personal value is freedom, I realized I had to make sure my business was aligned with that value. and being evergreen is definitely the way to do that. And just as an example, we've had two new clients sign up into my group coaching program this week. So sales has been thirty six thousand dollars, and I know there'll be a few more next week and another one after that, another one after that. And I don't have to do any launching, I don't have to do anything different. And the funnel that we've been that we are running today, We relaunched that funnel in April last year. So that funnel has been going for nearly 12 months. We built it once and it's been delivering sales to us 12 months later. That for me feels really exciting because that allows me then to build assets in the business, such as a funnel or a group coaching program that then reap rewards and income and client results for months, if not years to come later.
0: I love that. And congratulations on that success. Twelve months later, with a funnel that's still bringing in the consistent students and clients is pretty amazing and not very well heard of. I lo- I love that, and I think it's just to preface this all. I think when we hear all these different strategies and how to grow your business, and because we get so many ideas in our head. I don't think it's healthy to just say, I'm going to do what this person does and I'm going to do, and I'm only going to do that. I think you got to pick what works best for you. And sometimes we mix like a hybrid in with our business. Like I want to try evergreen. Let's say somebody is, you know, doing a launch a few times a year, maybe once a year, and they're tired of it. They just don't, they're not interested in it anymore. And they want to go evergreen and they have a program with, students in there, like it's active, it's a running, it's proven to work. What's their next step? How do they go from launch mindset to evergreen mindset?
1: Oh, so good. And there's a, there's a layers to this for sure. Um, so from a strategy perspective, going evergreen means not just evergreening your marketing. It also means evergreening your client delivery. And that's the first hurdle that a lot of people, um, say to me like, but I can't imagine running my group coaching program where new people join every week. And often it's because Mm -hmm. they've just been doing the group coaching program in cohorts the whole time. So they haven't really thought about what it would look like to have an evergreen delivery inside that group coaching program. The other thing actually I find people get tripped up on at this point is believing that you must start and finish your entire group, entire cohort, all at the same time. Mm -hmm. And the reality is that other clients and the clients like progress and results are not dependent on what the other people in the group are doing and we, even though that at school and at university we were all put in cohorts my question is always whether that really was the best way for everybody to learn and to progress in their own education and often it wasn't <laughs> yeah <laughs> so there we go I think as a homeschooler you might agree with that one yes. <laughs> very much Yeah. So that's the first thing in terms of evergreen delivery of your program. And this is the other part that I love because you can create a lot of systemization in that where your group is fully supported. They're held accountable. They know how to get support from you. And that gives you so much more spaciousness then to really get intimate and personal with supporting them. We have about 40 women inside my high ticket group coaching program right now. And I know each of them individually. I know what's going on for each of them typically. And that's amazing. Yet I can, I have that space to think about each of them individually because of the systemization we have in place and the processes and everything. So that's step number one, I'd say. And then step number two is obviously evergreening your marketing. So there's two aspects, really, the program delivery and the marketing. And the marketing piece, yes, it's a funnel, but it's so much more than that. I find a lot of coaches will throw up an evergreen webinar funnel. You've probably fallen one down yourself if you mm-hmm. if you know the online space and think that no, that's it. Cool. Okay. Now my evergreen webinar funnel is up there. Now clients will show up. And then they get disgruntled when their conversion rate on the evergreen webinar funnel is so low. Maybe it's only 1%. Maybe it's not even 1%. And what they're actually missing out on is implementing the backend ecosystem that's actually required to create conversion when somebody falls down your funnel. <laughs> I love falling down the mm-hmm. funnel. It's like Alice in Wonderland falling down the tunnel and ending up, ending up finding this <laughs> beautiful new world. So. This is the other piece that I focus on a lot with my clients is what does that multiple touchpoint ecosystem look on the back end? There's layers to this for sure. One of those layers is selling in the DMs, which I'd love for us to get into because this is, as I said, before we hit record, this is a really hot topic right now that people are really keen to understand more. How can they build more intimacy and personal contact with people in their audience so they can make more money and can sign more clients even if they do have a small audience. So the DM sales is definitely a key part of. So yeah, step one, Figure out your program delivery. Step two, figure out your evergreen marketing system. And then the third layer to this, which is almost like the invisible bit, and it's less strategy and more energy and mindset is actually if you are used to launching all of the time and you're used to that push and pull type energy, you push and then you receive some money, then you push and you receive some money. And you've almost ingrained that into the way you are as an online entrepreneur. There's going to be some unlearning to do when it comes to learning to receive consistently in your business and learning that you don't have to do this push, push, push work to then create results. And it's almost like this invitation to lean more into a feminine approach to business. And I do feel like evergreening is more feminine versus launching mm-hmm. if we were to divvy it up, if we really wanted to. And that's the other hurdle I find a lot of coaches come across. If they often have done a lot of co- a lot of launches, they will believe that they have to launch to make money. And that's not the case at all. Just unlearning that belief from a mindset perspective is also very important as well.
0: So much to unpack here, Rose. <laughs> I yes. One thing that goes into my head is I think people are a lot more familiar with, okay, if I sign up for a webinar, I'm going to be pitched to, and sometimes we try to find, I don't know about you, but I guess maybe nerdy Lindsay tries to find a webinar because then she's going to hear more about the program. Like I'm familiar with that because I've done hundreds of webinars before. I actually really love doing webinars. I would do them every day if I could, but we do have a system that is evergreen But for me, I always feel like the energy is different in an evergreen than it is if I would host a live class. So can we talk about the energy? How do you keep the the momentum going in an evergreen funnel versus you do a masterclass? All those emails go out, you know, the whole spiel how do we make sure that that feels the same way? how do we make sure that it feels like there's some urgency behind it? There's life, there's a person behind this. How do we do? So, so good. So in terms of the energy and then in terms of the urgency piece, let's dive into
1: both of those because there's two two elements really. I love what you said a moment ago about how you will go and watch webinars to find out more about the program. I think that's what you were hinting at. Mm -hmm. And that is essentially what the industry has got used to now. It's not, oh, this is going to be a webinar full of free things I can go away mm-hmm. and implement straight away. It's actually an understanding of what this person does, how this person could help me. I kind of like the look of her. So I'm going to go check her out, check her webinar out, see if I a vibe with what she's talking about. So that's really cool because that means when people sign up to your webinars, you kind of know they're interested in what you have to offer, which is mm-hmm. excellent. And instead of expecting conversion to happen right there and then once they've watched a webinar and it does happen, but that's not, always the real function of an evergreen webinar in my eyes. In many ways, it's actually educating the lead on who you are and how you can help them and taking them down that buyer decision-making process after just half an hour or 40 minutes. And then they come and stalk the crap out of you, I find. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're now on your email list, they're not following you on Instagram, maybe, or they're following you on other platforms. And then you can maybe retarget them with some very, very low cost ads very cheaply for a couple of dollars a day. And now you're on their feed all of the time. and then maybe they're listening to your podcast as well. They just begin Mm -hmm. to consume more of you. And when your content is really strong and your messaging is unique and very powerful, those people will move down that buyer decision-making process very, very quickly. So really, instead of seeing the webinar as the sales event, because actually it's not, I like to see the webinar as the really high quality game-changing lead magnet. And in reality, the sales event is when you have conversations with people, because sales is a contact sport, and that does not include contact with yourself, <laughs> that does not include... include does not include building the landing pages. <laughs> it actually requires you to have a conversation with somebody to make that sale. And often sales pages will not do what they're meant to do. And they won't actually result in making a sale because people look at the sales page and they think, oh, I'm not sure if it's really right for me though. I can't make a decision. I'm not sure. I need a bit more information. And then they, then they don't actually buy. Versus mm-hmm. if you're having a conversation with them, whether that's in the DMs, or on a Zoom call potentially, you can then guide them in figuring out, is this the right step for them or not? And then support them in making that next um, decision or not to invest with you. And really that's the crux of it. Sales is a contact sport. That means you've got to go out there and make contact. An evergreen webinar, unless you're inviting people to go and click to buy because your offer is only $500 or a low ticket offer, then you need to go and have a conversation with people to be able to sell the high ticket offer. So the evergreen webinar is, as I said, like a very high quality, lead magnet that takes people down that buyer decision-making process very, very quickly.
0: I love that, that switch on what the webinar is. I love that. I, the word sales and sports is so not Lindsay. I don't like sports and I don't like (laughs) sales. So you're going to really have to butter this out for me, Rose, because you're talking about going into the DMS and talking to people. How does that, <laughs> I know that sounds so crazy to somebody who is like, Lindsay, it's not that big of a deal, but to me, that is, I feel so intrusive doing that. And even when people do it to me, I can, I feel like I could spot them a mile away and I'm sliding across and deleting it. So how do we get past that part where it feels intrusive, icky, I don't want to do that. Huge uh, red flags for me. How can you heal that in my brain? That's a quite the task, Rose. <laughs> oh,
1: I love it. Okay, let's see how far we can get with this one today then. <laughs> so, oh, there's so much I could say around this. Now, the DM s- strategy that I teach does not require any cold outreach. So none of this spammy, like, I'm going to add you as a friend on Facebook, and I'm going to send you this cold pitch straight there and then. We've all seen that mm-hmm. before, and it's it's horrendous, and I don't like it yes. either. Instead, I only advocate for permission-based DMs. So what that means then is that you, as Lindsay, you've got to enter my world as Rose for me to reach out to you and say, hey, so that would be something like you coming into my funnel or you following me on Instagram or something where, or you come into my Facebook group, let's say. Something that's very clearly, you've entered my world. It's a bit like Mm -hmm. if I was hosting an event, a live event, and there was a few hundred people coming to the event and you were one of them. I'd probably want to if I could have the opportunity to go and say hi and get to know you a little bit more so you've raised mm-hmm. your hand that you're interested in, in what I'm doing great I want to get get to know you because I care about you because I am in the business of helping people I want to understand what you're up to right now, what's working, what are you working towards, what's not working, can I refer you to somebody that I know who might be able to support you in the thing you're struggling with right now? Do I have something I might be able to help you with? That's the ethos that I come at it with. And we are always, in my mind, sorting leads in the DMs. We are not selling to them until we have thoroughly qualified somebody as being somebody who has a problem that we can help solve. And they are the sort of person, based on the qualification process that I have each of my offers, we could absolutely help. And it wouldn't be a waste of their time having a conversation about working together. So it's not a straight up pitch. It's a getting to know type vibe it's a qualifying them to see if they're the right fit if not we're referring them to other people and I do that a lot I've got obviously a great network of other coaches and people that can help them various different things I'm more than happy to refer people to others and yeah so that's kind of the ethos that I have with it ultimately the other piece here is that we've got really really good at getting people to dm us first so we have Mm. between two and seven new leads come into my inbox every single day right now and that includes my email inbox as well because we're also leveraging that that's typically on my instagram inbox but we also have my Facebook Messenger inbox that has leads coming in every single day. And that means I'm never stressing about where my next lead and sales sale is coming from. I know it's simply a case of there'll be some more leads tomorrow. We're going to sort through those leads, figure out who's the right fit, who isn't, and go from there. And that makes me feel really happy and secure in my business because I know we've got a process that allows the business to grow, even when the audience that I still have is very, very small comparatively. And before we hit record, actually, I shared this really fun stat that I'll share again now but we grew to half a million in sales in six months last year with just our Instagram following growing by 300 followers. It was so tiny and it was just so amazing to see that. And that was because of the DM strategy we had in place because of the evergreen system we had in place and because of the the major tweak in messaging we made as well.
0: Wow. So how are people getting from just getting to know you by watching a webinar or on your, on your site, how are they getting from there to messaging you and saying hi? How does that look?
1: So we invite them to come and message me a keyword if they want the details about a certain thing that I have up right now. So instead of what, what all the coaches will do is they'll use their social media platform, let's say Instagram for argument's sake, to tell people about their offer. They kind of take the information you put on a sales page or put it all over your social media posts and things like that. And they're basically sell, sell, selling the offer on their social media and sending people to a sales page to go and sign up. Now mm-hmm. that will work for a certain percentage of your audience, but what you're actually doing is missing out on having a conversation with people. And once you have that conversation, we've seen the conversion rate on things like a fun or a social media launch go up by 10 to 20% because some people do actually need to have a conversation with you to figure out whether it's the right fit for them or not. And so Mm -hmm. instead of sharing all the information about the program on our social, social media platform, instead, I invite people to come and DM us for the details, we then share various bits of information with them and we figure out, okay, are they the right fit or not? And either they jump on a call with me to see whether they're the right fit for the Freedom Accelerator, or we share a video link, which gives them information about some of our low ticket offers as well. And so it's really a case of sorting the leads that come in, which offer do they would they fit into best? And it's a very different approach therefore to just talking about your offers on social media. And I find when you do that, people will look at that social media post and think, oh, that sounds cool, but I don't know whether it's really for me or I've got a question mm-hmm. about this and maybe I won't reach out because she's never reached out to me so i don't feel comfortable reaching out to her so they never actually message you so i like to train my audience to know that they are 100% safe and welcome to come and message me it is going to be me that's answering it i do also have a lady who works in the dms with me too who says literally the same thing that i would say just gives me a few more hours back in the day and i will voice note people so they know it's me that's talking as well as my dm a lady too and It will then allow us to answer people's questions and move them to the next step, if it is the right next step for them, rather than them disqualifying themselves just by reading your social media content.
0: Does that make sense? It does make sense. I'm thinking of, you know, just posting, like, for example, um, yesterday I posted a uh, link to one of my small products. And instead of directing them to the sales page, I could have said, are you, if you're interested, DM me the word ready. And then mm-hmm. I could have a conversation there. Is that what it looks like?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then maybe you'd share them the link to the little mini bundle or a low ticket offer that you have, and then they go and grab it. And you can say something like, what are you working towards right now in your business? And they'll say, right, oh, this is my goal. Okay, amazing. You might say, what's holding you back from making that happen right now? Or what's the missing link in making that happen? Or where are you struggling with that? Anything that allows you to identify, okay, what's this person's gap right now that you might be able to help them with? You then might have a podcast episode or a YouTube mm. video or an IG live that you've done about that particular topic. Maybe they're stuck with their messaging. And then you might say, okay, cool. Let me go grab um, a quick video for you about how to clarify your messaging. Would you like me to go get that for you? And they're like, yes, please, cool. Now they're getting to know you so much more and they get to trust you. Because that's the other interesting thing about the industry that we're in in the online space right now is that there's a lot of low trust. There's people that Mm -hmm. have invested a lot of money and haven't got the results they want or they've been oversold and then the program is under-delivered. And so being able to build a relationship with somebody in the DMs, be able to build that trust up share a voice note backwards and forwards or two allows them then to think of you when it comes to making their next investment
0: well I think we get so burned out on our messaging and our asks and our calls to action that we feel like we're bothering people by offering more resources and we have to get over that because we think everyone knows everything we do and they don't because there's so much noise out there and I also feel like we're a little burnt out on the DMs that look like, okay, here's what here's what I'm seeing. You know, somebody will like your story and then they'll say, hope you're having a great day. And then how long have you been in business? And then I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and then what are you working on right now? What's holding you back? And I, I always think I would never go up to somebody and say, what's holding you back from <laughs> Being happy today, like I would never do that. Like they, they get there too quick. Like they don't, they follow a script. They don't let the conversation feel natural, and I think that's a big mistake and a fear of somebody who's going to try this strategy that they're going to feel that way. Does that make sense?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's very true. If you're going out there and doing cold messages, if somebody's come and followed you on Instagram, maybe they're watching your stories. People that are watching your stories are very interested in what you have to share. Like they're the most involved with you, I find, on any social media Mm -hmm. platform. They're going to come watch your stories. And like they're there a few days later still. Like that's somebody I would totally go say hi to because they're clearly interested in what you have to say. And so it's worth getting to know them back to see if there's some way in which you might be able to help them. So that's the ethos I come at it with. And of course it doesn't vibe for everybody, but I do know that if you don't have a huge audience and you don't want to run ads, then you've got to make more contact with people if you want to make more sales. And if you also don't want to spend weeks putting a sales page together and like, struggling over what word to say where on the sales page, then simply having conversations with people will allow you to grow your business so much faster because it will naturally lead to sales. And yes, I face planted probably the first 300 messages that I sent because (laughs) I I genuinely like took the time to try and figure out how is this meant to look and feel. And I just dead-ended so many conversations and it didn't work out, but that's why we spent the last 12 months really developing decent ways of doing this that actually work that I've then gone on to teach uh, my clients and they'll these days now they'll actually take a screenshot of conversations they get stuck with and they go and tag me in the Facebook group and say what would you say to this Rose and mm-hmm. I always know intuitively what to say next to lead the conversation on to the next step because I've done it thousands of times and I'm really grateful that I gave myself that gift of understanding how to do it and so mm-hmm. if you're at the beginning of that journey right now I totally understand that it can feel overwhelming and like, icky and you don't want to do it and you might face plant your first 300 300- messages like I did too, but it's such a gift to know that if I want to drum up some sales and some interest, all I need to do is go outside, go and buy a coffee and walk around the park for an hour. And I've got two sales calls in for the next day. Once I've done that, That that's so empowering to me.
0: Well, I really like the, the human touch that you have is letting them know that your door is open and you're not barging into other people's houses. I like that. I think that's a huge switch and it makes me feel better about it. So you you've done this and you, like you said, you face planted hundreds of times. And I think that's what makes a coach great because they've been where you are now and they see the other side and what it can do for you. And sometimes we have to push ourselves a little bit and get out of our comfort zone. And like Rose said, she had, you know, 300 followers and look at the success that she had. And what I said in the beginning, if you're going to let your, you know, in quotes, quote fingers here, your small numbers hold you back. Trust me, when you get to 5,000, 10,000, if that's still your story, it's always going to be your story and you have to let that go. Don't let the numbers fool you and open your door for people. And if you're really truly here to help people, let them know, right? Sometimes we just don't even know that we could talk to you or we could get more from you or that you have a program or a podcast or a video. There's so much out there and we have to kind of direct people where to go kind of gently and nudge them and say, well, this could help you. Or I imagine that this is great research for even copy and creating new content for your programs and your website as well. Because people are telling you what they're struggling with and their fears and all of that, I'm assuming. It's a total goldmine. Yes.
1: <laughs> and actually I have my DMs lady who works with me in my DMs a couple of hours a day, feed this information back to me as well. She'll send a summary email to me every Friday and said, Hey, here's some of the things I noticed this week in the DM conversations. One of the trends that I'm very aware of right now that's been popping up in the last couple of weeks is that I often talk about how you don't need a sales page to make sales into a group coaching program. And actually we've done nearly a million now in in revenue into our group coaching program without a sales page. And people are like, what? I don't understand that Rose, what are you talking about? And I was getting that sort of objection and concern or questions from people in the DMs and also on some of my content on social media. And it was great for me to understand. I was thinking, great, we need to do a live stream about this soon (laughs) because people Mm. clearly are not understanding the approach and not understanding what's available to them. I know I'm just a big fan of having a conversation with somebody rather than like painstakingly worrying about a sales page for months. So just having that understanding of what your ideal client is, what your audience in general is feeling and thinking and concerned about and struggling with, it just means that I can create much better content, better offers. And obviously then that helps the business grow ultimately too.
0: Well, it's like when you ruffle a little bit of feathers, it sparks conversation from both sides. I mean, gently and kindly ruffle feathers, of course, you are creating that conversation that allows people to give their opinions and it gives you more information. And then it makes people either, okay, well, maybe, maybe I, I, I would rather have a sales page or, oh yeah, I'm totally for that strategy. It differentiates you as a quote, as a coach and creator and allows your the quality of the people who follow you increases. Maybe the quantity isn't as or the yeah, the quantity isn't as high, right? But the quality is so rich because you're speaking your truth and what you believe and what you have found through your research and things you've tried. It just makes people feel more connected with you because they share that same value or same opinion. Yeah,
1: I totally agree. And it's funny now because I I joke about this. This it's kind of true, kind of not I feel like I can smell an ideal client for my, my program. Now I, I see them and I'm like, <laughs> you're a freedom accelerator lady. I can smell you out right there <laughs> it's so True, because they just like, they, they show up in such a specific way and they have a certain way of thinking and, and they're typically the high achiever and there's various things about them. I was like, yep, you're exactly the same as the other people in there. We still have a very diverse group but it's more mm-hmm. like the the personality that they are. And that's born out of my very clear messaging, very consistent content and me sharing my beliefs and thoughts that will literally result in unfollows because that's obviously mm-hmm. people don't agree and that's okay too to, and I'm not for mm-hmm. everybody. But then also these massive cheerleaders or advocates or kind of brand allies almost who mm-hmm. totally do agree with what you have to share. And I think there's a, we're in the day and age now where people really enjoy listening to thought leaders, people who have different things to say. We're kind of craving that leadership from other people and we're open to hearing different perspectives. I think the the world is as as divided as it might be, are still very open, I like to think, to Mm -hmm. to other people's perspectives now more than ever. And so I love to be able to share that and allow people to make their own decision about what they believe too. I love that. Tell us about the Freedom Accelerator. Sure. Yeah. So it's my, my love and joy. <laughs> it's a 12 month <laughs> group coaching program. I take the ladies that join us through three phases. And usually when they turn up, they are in two, one of two situations. They're either fully booked in their one-to-one and they're like, I need a group coaching program. Like yesterday, Rose, I am booked out, went back to back. I need to leverage with a group offer. And like, Great. Let's do it. Or they've been riding what I like to call the launch roller coaster, where they're launching every couple of months, pretty exhausted by it might have kids at home. So family life and launching just doesn't really seem to vibe anymore for them. And they're really craving more consistency in their marketing, their sales and and all those things. So they turn up as one one of those two people usually. And I take them through three phases during the Freedom Accelerator. We essentially craft that group coaching program, get it out there. We then evergreen it in phase two and then scale it in phase three. And we even cover things like how to manage money in your business, because that's a big one that once you're Mm -hmm. making money, it's very easy to then spat it all up the wall. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. need to actually go and go and invest the money in the right way. And also managing team. I'm a big fan of having a very lean, small team that is very income generating. And unfortunately, a lot of coaches will go out there and build big teams because it serves their ego. And then Mm -hmm. they realize, oh crap, I've gone and built a team that actually I don't need. And I don't know why I did this. So yeah, we cover some really, really important topics when it comes to scaling to that multi six figure level and beyond
0: mm, sounds amazing and so right for our industry for sure and I, I, I share a lot of those values so I'm glad to see there's another person out there who doesn't feel who doesn't feel like you need a gigantic team to grow a big business it's it's certainly possible to do that thank you so much for everything you shared rose like you you've we've broken the barrier of my No way to the DMs. I I get it. I love that. I love your twist on it. It makes me happy. It's totally doable, and I think definitely worth trying because why not, right? What's the worst that could happen?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Can't be any worse than face planting 300 DM conversations, (laughs) or as we had to used to do, get the yellow pages out and get the phone, uh, pick up the phone, and go and call people. So it could be a lot worse. (laughs)
0: oh my gosh phone books in the mail I'm like this is I don't need this throwing it what a waste of paper I always say (laughs) so I'm so glad we're beyond those days (laughs) same oh we're gonna put all of Rosa's links in the show notes uh Go tell Rose hi on Instagram. Maybe you can start up a conversation with her because it sounds like her program is very fitting for a lot of people who are listening to this. So thank you for spending time with us, Rose. Thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you all on the next episode. Before you go, I want to invite you to join my free Facebook group for coaches. Simply type dreamclientcommunity.com in your browser, request access, and we'll happily let you in. We have amazing coaches in there just like you who are starting and scaling their business, and we would love to see you there.